<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A man has come forward to accuse a former teacher of sexually abusing him when he was an eighth grader, only 14 years old. We're speaking with Chris Hansen about this type of predatory behavior and why we're hearing about it years after the fact. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Well, it is another day and another teacher accused of abusing a child. It's just unbelievable to think about this continually happening. So we have a 31-year-old woman, Melissa Marie Curtis, she turned herself into police this week after being accused of sexually abusing a minor. There was a warrant out for arrest. She was a teacher at Montgomery Village Middle School in Montgomery County, Maryland, and an adult man recently came forward in October of this year accusing Curtis of sexually abusing him starting in 2015 when she was 22 and he was 14. He was in eighth grade at the time. Now, the man claims that the two had sex more than 20 times in 2015 over the course of several months and says that Curtis provided him with alcohol and marijuana. The man claims he and Curtis had sexual contact in school buildings, in Curtis's car, at a movie theater, at several homes. And as disturbing as that is, to wrap your mind around that, police are worried that there could be other victims out there because Curtis was employed by Montgomery School District for two years and also taught at another middle school. She's currently being held without bond. She's charged with one count of sex abuse of a minor, multiple counts of third-degree and fourth-degree sex offenses, 15 charges in total. Let me bring in right now Chris Hansen, renowned journalist, host of Takedown on True Blue, and the podcast Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. Chris, thanks so much for coming on. The first thing you and I said when you came on was, why does this seem to be happening so often we just keep hearing these stories. My take is maybe people are feeling more comfortable coming forward about what happened to them when they're seeing the, all these news reports. Well, Jesse, I think you're right. I mean, we've talked about cases in Wisconsin and Tennessee, all around the country. And, and at least anecdotally to me, it seems like we're seeing more survivors, victims coming forward. And I think what it says is Exactly. As you mentioned, people are starting to feel more comfortable. And it also speaks to this notion about some people saying, oh, well, it's a young adolescent boy's dream come true to have a sexual liaison with it with an older woman. But at that age, it causes a lot of damage. And obviously, in this case, you had a boy who was 14 years old at the time of the offense, who all these years later has come forward because it would seem to me that he's suffering from what happened, that, that it impacted him in a negative way. And that's why it's a crime 
And, you know, if it was something that was harmless or, or purely sexual in nature uh, for him, he would likely let it pass. But he felt compelled to come forward and report a crime that happened, you know, eight, nine years ago. And this is significant because uh, somebody in the position of trust, like a teacher, should not be able to get away with this. And it's not a harmless fantasy. It, it causes damage. Now, that boy has got to go back to his parents. and you know, try to move on with his life. And, and it alters a child uh, in many different ways that are damaging and harmful. And by the way, I mean, we say this all the time. She, like the others, the defendants that we cover, are innocent Absolutely. until proven guilty. But having said that, do you think that police had more evidence here than just his account? I mean, this was eight years ago. Do you think that before they issued an arrest warrant, before she turned herself in, they tried to gather more evidence to corroborate her story. And what do you think that would have been? Well, I'm assuming, and, and it's my belief that the Montgomery County uh, authorities in the, in the prosecuting office there obviously had to have some uh, corroborating evidence. You're a lawyer, you, you know this. And they wouldn't just act upon this if it was a he said, she said, especially going back all these years. Now, obviously, in some states for some crimes, there's a statute of limitations. Many times it's seven or 10 years. But in the case of a minor being sexually assaulted, uh, in most states, there is not a statute of limitations. So they can go back. But the years that have gone by can often cloudy uh, an investigation and it makes it more difficult. There's no doubt. So. They obviously had something else. I'm guessing that there is the potential of other victims who've come forward, or at least that they're pursuing other victims. And once you know, we get a look at the charging documents, once we get a look at the affidavits, once we get a look at you know the warrants and all that stuff, once it gets into the court system, you know, we'll get a little clearer picture of exactly what happened. But obviously, the authorities thought that he was credible. They must have had some sort of corroborating evidence. And my guess is they're probably looking at the potential of other victims. Very rarely are these things one-off. There are cases where they're one-off, where the female predator actually feels some sort of a connection, as illegal as it may be, with, with their target, with the young boy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But you have to wonder if there, if there are other cases as well. Could have been text message exchanges that he's finally revealing. Could have been he spoke to his friends or, or anybody and said at the time, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody. But now they might be coming forward. One of the exactly. things that, yeah, and one of the things that shocked, I mean, it shocked me. I don't know if it shocked you when I'm hearing how long this happened over the course of several months in all of these 
different locations. How does a 14-year-old able, or, or I should say, how would the 22-year-old be able to get the, 40, the 14-year-old away from the family to commit this abuse? I mean, that part surprised me. Did it surprise you? Well, it does a little bit, Jesse, but remember, we're talking about someone who's a teacher, who's in a position of trust. And in many cases, parents will hire a teacher to do extra tutoring. If the kid is struggling in math or science, it's not unusual for a parent. And, and, and I did this as a parent when my guys were younger. You know, you, you hire somebody to come in to your home. And <clears throat> I never had a case where, you know, it wasn't in a very public place in the home. But, you know, parents do hire kids to, to uh, um, hire teachers, rather, off-duty teachers to help them with tutoring. And so once this relationship develops, the, the child becomes dependent on that teacher. Uh, and, and the child sees the teacher as a, someone who is in a position of authority. So it, it doesn't surprise me. It's, it's a pattern of grooming that we see every time we do a take down predator investigation. You know, the stranger on Wednesday is no longer a stranger on Friday because these people are adept at, at grooming children to get what they want. And in terms of corroborating evidence, what we've seen in a lot of these recent cases is that the vi victim survivor will get on a phone call that's monitored by law enforcement. And sometimes they'll, they'll call the offender and say, hey, you know, remember what happened? And, and they'll capture a conversation years later where the predator will implicate themselves in the crime. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if that, uh, that didn't play in here because it has in some of the other recent cases. I'm Anjanette Levy, and I'm here to tell you about Crime Fix, a new show right here on Law & Crime. Crime Fix is a daily YouTube show and podcast covering the most gripping, trending true crime stories of the day five days a week. A criminal complaint was filed charging the defendant, Mr. Kohlberger, with four counts, first degree murder. Crime Fix is quick, it's accurate and unbiased. We are here today to announce the arrest of 60-year-old Dwayne Keith Davis, AKA Keefe D, for the murder of Tupac Shakur. We give you the facts and what's really happening in the world of crime in a way that only a law and crime show can. I would never hurt my wife, Maggie. And I would never hurt my son, Papa. You can watch Crime Fix beginning November 13th on Law & Crime's YouTube channel at 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And you can listen anytime, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'll say Alec is entitled to a new trial. And he will get a new trial. Join us. You won't regret it. She turned herself in when there was an arrest warrant. And it's not like they, there was a raid or she, she went on the lam. Right. Does that tell you anything? Well, I think it tells me that she knew that there was an issue and that she was going to be charged and that she probably retained a legal counsel and, and the lawyer contacted authorities and said, look, we're not going to put up a fuss about this. We're going to turn ourselves in and, and we'll, we'll deal with the charges. And, and again, as you said, uh, these are just charges and, and she's presumed innocent until um, she gets her day in court. I wanted to ask you about the ages here. So you have 14, 22 when this happened. You've dealt with all different kinds of predator cases, different kinds of ages. Sometimes the predators are older. Sometimes the victims are younger. Sometimes the victims are uh, older. That dynamic of 22 and 14, how do you look at that? Well, it's a big seven years. Uh, it's not a big seven years if you're 47 and 40 or 37 and 30. But in that, that range, uh, 14 is, is a child and 22 is an adult. And it's not a Romeo and Juliet situation in 
the eyes of the law or in reality. That's a child in a very vulnerable developmental state. And there's a reason why we have laws uh, for the age of consent. And 14 is 14. And, 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 it, and it's a big gap. We even have uh, children separated in high school, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, because there's a big gap between a senior, a senior and a freshman. So this, it's a large gap. And, and that's why there are laws about the age of consent. Yeah, and that's such a vulnerable age, right? Such a vulnerable Absolutely. age, and, and it's tough. You're coming to grips with your <clears throat> sexuality. You're you're learning about the world. Your you, you know your hormone hormones are raging. It, it's 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 a very vulnerable age. And the fact that she allegedly supplied alcohol and marijuana. What do you make of that? Well, it's a way of plying a child who's already vulnerable to make them, you know, drop their resistance, to drop their guard and to be more amenable to taking part in a sexual act. We see it all the time in the chats between predators and, and decoys posing as children in our investigations. You know, uh, do you smoke weed? I'll bring weed. Uh, what alcohol do you like? I'll bring this, I'll bring that. And, and oftentimes it's the sweeter, uh, you know, easier to consume alcohol for, for people who are underage. But it, it's, it's a consistent theme of predators grooming and trying to lower the defenses of vulnerable kids. We talk so much on this program about, you know, the arrest of these people and the charges and the allegations. And again, as we say, you know, she's innocent until proven guilty. In your experience, what could be a potential defense for her saying that this never happened and, and you know, try, prosecutors try to make your case? I mean, how can you definitively show it? Because she can't admit that she did this. There's no defense to that. Is it the only kind of defense? And have you seen it be successful? where somebody has mounted a defense and shown that there's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt that this kind of abuse occurred. There have been cases where adults have been falsely accused. And I've not seen that, however, when it comes to a female teacher and a male student. It doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I've just not seen it. But I guess the only defense that I could see here would be some sort of, you know, mental, psychiatric, psychological impairment where you know the teacher herself had uh, you know a problem that uh, made her uh, act this way, and she was not able to see the difference between right and wrong, some sort of you know uh, mental capacity defense. But other than that, you know there there are hard cases uh, to defend because you have a very sympathetic victim survivor who's going to testify and say she did this. I remember it very clearly, even though I was only fourteen, and this was. Uh, several years ago. And this is what the impact was on my life. I've had difficulty forming relationships or whatever that impact is. And a jury will be sympathetic to that. And so what do you say as a defense counsel? Um, either it didn't happen, they're lying for this, that, or the other reason, or it really wasn't her fault because she couldn't control herself. Mm. Uh, that's a hard defense. So I think what you see in these cases oftentimes is some sort of a plea where, you know, she agrees to get counseling, perhaps a registered sex offender. There's some, you know, punishment, whether it's probation or jail time, but there has to be some mandatory therapy involved here. And depending on, on what the experts say when she goes through, uh, you know, the probation and parole interview process, you know, some of the, some people can be helped and, and not reoffend. 
It's always the why that's so interesting in these cases. Um, again, she well, it is. is. I mean, uh, what know, makes but, it, you know, did, did she become a teacher to have access yep. to children? Or did she become a teacher because she wanted to be a teacher and this just happened for whatever reason, for whatever happened to her in her past or however she's wired? But, you know, it, it does cause damage. This is not a fantasy situation. Uh, and, and we see this, I see it on social media all the time when we do these stories for True Blue or when I appear here on your program. You know, people all say, oh, what's the damage here? He's a young man exploring, you know, his sexuality. Well, it does cause damage. And, and that's why it's illegal. It's a minor. It's a minor. I mean, there's a, there's yeah, we have it for a reason. It's, 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 right. it's, it's the it's, same it's kind not of thing. A, it's not a... It's it's not a gray area with a seventeen year old and a fifteen year old or an yep. eighteen year old and a sixteen year old. It's it's it. This is not a gray area in this particular case. And there's a strong possibility there could be other victims. I mean, if she was in that school district for a while, and as I'm sure you've seen, somebody who allegedly does this or is convicted of doing this, there are other victims. It's not an isolated incident, right? It it could be. It could be. But in the the scenario with a female predator. I have seen quite a few of these cases that are one-offs, one victim, mm -hmm. and that's it. You can't rule it out, of course, and I'm sure they're looking at that right now, and that may be some of the corroborative evidence that they have. Yep. Well, Chris Hansen, uh, host of Takedown on True Blue, host of the podcast Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. If you don't know this, every time we interview Chris, he's always got a different background because he's always working <laughs> on different projects across the United States. So you always have all these exciting things, and we always appreciate you taking the time to come here on Sidebar. Thanks uh, so much. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate Jeffy, uh, Jesse. Take care. Absolutely. Take care. And that's all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.